0: How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject, which is me talking about how uh, exciting today was. So uh, I talked about it in yesterday's podcast, how today was going to be the start of the most wildest quarter of a year I've ever had ever. And I've worked some really busy time periods all the way You know, when I first got my first retail job doing like Black Fridays and holidays to uh, car sales and doing um, what's the busy time period for that Uh, Memorial Day weekend, which is a huge time and tax season. And I've done a lot of different sales jobs and I I wouldn't even consider what I do now as a sales job. It's more of an informational uh, consultation level uh, type of work. Um, But man, It was so, so hectic. I mean, to believe that I woke up super early this morning, I woke up at like six in the morning and I've been nonstop talking about just Medicare services with people has just been an awesome experience. It's just, uh, a, a super, super exciting time period to be in and just being around. Like I stopped by the office for a little bit to do some additional trainings to, to, um, to shadow someone that was doing an appointment already because I haven't done one in person um obviously mandated like you know following all cdc guidelines and everything of that nature wearing masks socially distancing and everything of that nature I was able to to watch uh uh, like an actual application happen in person at our office and um that was a great learning experience and then uh I went ahead and and uh, enrolled a, a person that I was speaking with today as well, which was so awesome. And so I have like a lot more, uh, to come <laughs> this weekend. I try to not to overload myself every single day. So I'm just doing like one or two. Um, that's a goal to do like two a day if I can. Um, but yeah, so awesome. Honestly, just, a uh, an interesting time period, to be in. But if I look a little bit tired, it's probably because I am. Um, but on that note as well, though, talking about um, being tired, I am so tired. So this is in reference to uh, today. There was supposed to be another presidential debate. Didn't happen. Our, our president had gotten COVID-19, uh, recovered from it, which... On a side note, actually, before I go into this next subject, because I know for a lot of people, they're going to be blindsided by what I'm about to say. I know, but whatever kind of treatment the president got when he contracted COVID-19 is the treatment that everyone should get. Like if everyone were able to be able to get the same type of treatment that he got, I wouldn't even be afraid of COVID anymore. This guy was in every high risk factor from weight to age to, um, to lack of sleep to stress to every... Like literally, if you think about the individual that is at the highest percentile of risk of death due to COVID, I would have pointed it to our president easily. I mean, in all categories, like I said, in age, he's over 70 years old, uh, stress, stress, uh, stress can impact your your personal health this guy is super stressed out at the moment presidential elections coming up in less than 30 days um his weight don't even need to elaborate on it if anyone thinks he's fit you're hilarious um just no offense to him it's just it's just a fact um a diet his diet isn't great either he's been very public about his diet and you can see exactly what he eats because he likes to post about things that he eats on the occasion. Um, And, and yeah, just, and the lack of sleep because when you're campaigning as president, you are not sleeping. I mean, honestly, you're nonstop all the time, just like boom, 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 state to state to state, city to city to city, you know, trying to win an election. It's a stressful time period. Uh, Kudos to any person running uh, for presidency you know, as a primary, but more so to even the older individuals as well. Like the fact that they're able to do that without any kind of drugs, which, you know, we'll never know if they take things to keep themselves energized for something like that. But that, I mean, I'm tired from doing what I did, um, you know, 12 hours of doing what I did, but these guys are, I'm not doing any anywhere near the level of stuff that they're doing. And maybe like if I got into the mood and that was like the state of mind that I'm in, yeah, of course, I could see myself being energized for that. But at that age as well, it's pretty impressive. Again, going for someone that's not ultimately fit. And so you see someone like that catching COVID, I was worried. I mean, I was worried just as anyone else is and uh, I'm not a supporter of him at all. I've been very public about that has nothing to do with the party system either uh i'm I was raised a conservative I view myself very center right on most perspectives. I do uh lean center left on some other ideas as well. I try to stay away from extremities as as much as I can, but there are some topics that I can see myself going into certain extremes sometimes not like crazy extremes, but just like some entertaining ideas i guess um but I've just never respected the individual. But, yeah, honestly, if he survived, like I said, whatever he got, Walter Reed, whatever his doctors gave him, the kind of treatment, because he hasn't really been very public about it. Neither has his doctors. And, I mean, and they, they're obligated to not because HIPAA laws do exist. And he is president. So there is this weird line where the American people should know the state of health that our president's in because he is the commander-in-chief and kind of the head of the executive branch which is one of the three main branches or the three branches of government but at the same time he is still federally protected by HIPAA laws and I understand the regulations behind that because that's the type of work that I work in and now and so it's a very fine line where he's allowed to just release what he's comfortable releasing but I would be very curious to know what kind of treatment he got because honestly, like I said, if everyone could get that kind of treatment, I think everyone's thought about this as well. Because um, going into my conversation now or where I was going with this is that um, there was supposed to be a presidential debate today between Biden and Trump, but it didn't happen uh, when the president got infected, recovered from it. The idea was that they were going to do a virtual debate, but the president didn't want to do that. I don't blame him either. I don't even know how you could have a debate virtually, you know, with two of the least entertaining people on the planet. That's a lie. They're pretty entertaining, but I couldn't see older individuals like doing like a virtual debate. It just would have been weird. I I'm glad they didn't do it. I was excited to see, though, that both of them chose to do town halls today because essentially the second debate was supposed to be a town hall where American people in the city that they were supposed to be doing it in, I think it was supposed to be in Florida, in Miami, um, they were supposed to have people come in and ask questions to both candidates and then the candidates would disagree with one another on stage. Well... um. That didn't happen. But instead, what happened was Biden went to Pennsylvania to do a town hall of his own on a network. And then Trump did one as well. I, I still can't believe it's been just a week and a half since he uh, or maybe just even a week, but that he recovered from COVID, which is pretty impressive. Honestly, I I will never get over what kind of treatment he got. But um, so Trump went on a network. CNBC was a network. And I watch CNBC. It's like the only news organization I watch and it's due to like the financial news. They tend to do a lot of financial news. They are left in perspectives on political viewpoints, which is kind of aggravating because I wish they just stuck to financial news, but they don't because that's now where all the money's at and they need their viewership. And I, you know, I understand because people love drama for whatever reason. But essentially, um, the president went on, uh, I forget the females, uh, host that was hosting it for CNBC. It was a town hall in Miami for Donald Trump. There was a plethora of people around that were all socially distant wearing masks and, um, they all got to ask the questions. Well, I cannot stand, and I'm, I'm, it's like the final nail in the coffin for me. I mean, I've said that many a times, and I don't watch the news anymore. I really don't, but I could not stand. Look, everyone understands that, like, the president's very polarizing for for many different sides, for the right and for the left. People really hate him, or people really love him. It's really hard to... to be in the middle with our presidents and people that are, that's impressive to say the least. I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I'm I was on the I hate you a lot side, but I've slowly become more center on him. And it's not because I think he's a great leader. Quite the contrary, I don't think he is at all. But I feel bad for the guy at this point. He's been berated more times by all media stations than I've ever seen any other president but and that includes George W Bush as well who was not favored by a lot of people including the media but this guy from the very beginning honestly um on all aspects was just and i I mean I understand there's certain reasons why you could justify that but Tonight wasn't that, it wasn't supposed to be that. In the first like 30 minutes of this hour and a half long town hall, the host essentially was very combative with the president. I, don't, I really think the host should have just been a, a moderator and allowed the president the whole hour and a half to communicate with all the guests out on that stage and allowed all of them to ask the questions that they wanted to ask. And then the moderator needed to get involved because, let's say, I I could, I would never be able to imagine the president going attacking uh, a constituent of his. Like, if that ever happened, to get involved and be like, hey, but what really pissed me off watching it today was that essentially people would ask their questions after 30 minutes of her going back and forth with the president on stupid stuff that, honestly, we've heard a million times on the news at this point, no one wanted to hear about it anymore. They just wanted to hear people's perspectives and and thoughts and hear what the president had to say about this. After the first 30 minutes, it went to finally people asking questions and then people would ask their question. The president wouldn't answer. Again, I don't think he's a great leader and I think he really dodged and was very evasive on answering a majority of the questions that was asked of him, to be honest. He would, talk about points related to the subject that people were asking, but he wouldn't answer their questions directly, which is saddening. But I feel like if I were one of the people that had asked the question and I heard that rebuttal, I feel like it's in my favor to then have time to try to get the clarification from the president myself. I feel like it would mean more from the people asking the president a question, hearing him not answer the question and then hearing from a constituent, a voter Hey, you didn't answer my question, though. Could Do you mind answering the question? I understand where you're coming from on your points, but you didn't answer my question. Instead, people asked their question, president said nonsense. And then the, the, the host like got involved and asked a clarifying question on behalf of that person i i I feel like nowadays the media feels like as if Americans are just too stupid to be able to ask the president to be more elaborative to ask more detail or like to you know offer more detail about something that he ask instead the media feels like they need to take this the the microphone every single time and ask a question for people i don't I don't like that idea, and I feel like a lot of people are just starting to see that as well and honestly the 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 news i don't i don't know why i say media the news is very very biased and i don't like it and you can clearly see it in the way that they they um like the president put up a a really good perspective he's um look he didn't denounce white supremacy and his debate properly he really delayed it he could have just came out really quickly and said, yeah, I'm totally against white supremacists. I think it's evil and I don't think it's right. And then gone off in his little tangent about like the leftists and Antifa. And of course, like that non-organized organized organization, like some of their members causing the harm that they do, of course, like, you know, have two cents to say about those individuals as well. I wouldn't have an issue with him doing that. But he didn't. And so, the, like, the media nonstop has been like spinning this subject about him supporting white supremacists. is really stupid, honestly, because, like, which, which president would really come out publicly and support that, honestly? Even if he's kind of in favor of them supporting him because they're voters and he needs votes, he's not going to come out and, and support them. And they know that. He knows that. Everyone knows it. But then we still beat this stupid dead horse. And again, when he was asked it, of course he denounced it immediately because that's a logical thing to do, especially after being the talking, it's like they're, they're giving him ammunition to fire back at the media. And I agreed with him. It's like, this is really stupid. What are you talking about? And then he brought up a good point. It's like, you're berating me on this subject, right? But then on the left, because Antifa is a left, uh, like white supremacy tends to be like a very right issue. Antifa is a very left perspective. They're, they're, they believe in anarchy and a socialist perspective. Um, it's loosely, that's their belief. I mean, like I said, they're a leaderless organization, non-organization. It's more of a belief system. But either way, let's just go with the president on this one and just say that when he asks the moderator or the host, hey, how come you haven't questioned Biden on his thoughts on Antifa? He's right. Honestly, when have they questioned Biden's thoughts on Antifa? And like Biden has said, and it's like in the debate, he did talk about it as well, that they were a loose organ, like they weren't really an organization, but don't be so defensive about it. Just be, you know, when you ask Biden the question, just have him say for 10 minutes, look, Antifa is an issue. There are people that represent Antifa that are... Uh, that have been causing issues. I am not for those individuals. I am for freedom of expression and, the, and your right to free speech. These individuals that protest ideas that do it within the realm of the law are allowed to do that. As much as I'm not in favor of white supremacists, they're allowed to do those things as well. It's when you get people from both sides that cause harm to other individuals, physical harm, and, and mental harm, that's when it becomes an issue. And at that point, that should be something that is addressed because that's no longer freedom of speech. And our laws have been protected in a way that we know where the boundary is on freedom of speech as well. So, yes, I don't support white supremacists. I also don't support the idea of Antifa as well, clearly. And for those individuals that are causing, you know, Massive chaos on both sides, I think, on or any organization that's, that's a part of doing that. That's not right. But again, I am not against the idea of people being able to use their their right to free speech. And so if they want to protest, they're allowed to protest. But I don't support either idea. What is wrong with that? What is, like, honestly, if you were Biden you answered that way, or Trump and you answered that way... That would be it. That would be the end of the discussion. And the moderator would be like, damn, that was a really good answer. Instead, it's like, it, this is Biden's approach. Antifa's not an organization. So even your FBI director has said that Antifa is not an organization. And clearly, we know Antifa members believe in Antifa and have caused harm to people. So Antifa is a thing. And there are many voters out there that know or have this idea that Antifa is a, a factor in causing harm. A lot of people, and the same thing on other people's perspectives. When they look at look at white supremacists, and you know they understand their their level of hate, and they don't respect it at all, and they see them causing harm. There are people afraid of these things as well, but there, uh, all people are going to agree with freedom of expression. We all know our rights. We all know our constitutional rights. We can't get those impeded on by the federal government. All you have to do is denounce people that agitate that and and cause harm and that's it. And you win the discussion at that point. The host would be like, okay, yeah, you're right. But still, what are your thoughts on Antifa? And then you would be like, look, I've addressed it in the last 10 minutes. I'm going to say it again. I do not support those ideas from either perspective, but I respect people's rights to freedom of expression and it's not my role as president to circumvent the constitution it is my job to defend and 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 protect the constitution and one of the main parts of the constitution is your right to free speech as much as i don't respect what those people say and don't agree with what they believe in they still have their rights it's the ones that cause harm to people they have crossed the line and those are the people that need to be reprimanded for those things that's it why is that so hard? But again, neither polit- politician does that. They just attack either side about why they don't defend or do defend, supposedly, uh, an organization. And it's stupid. It really is. How, like, who is prep? And at this point, I know what they're doing. They're f- we live in a society where even negative publicity is good publicity for you. But I feel like right now, everyone is in a high level of anxiety about work and covid that that negative publicity isn't what they're looking for right now out of politics and so nine times out of ten when something like this would work in their favor it's not right now because when you're going through financial crisis and issues that are plaguing individuals and they want answers they don't want to listen to the bickering between a host and a president or a host and a democratic candidate or a candidate a, a, a presidential contender all the, all people want to see is other people having the ability to ask the future president, possible president, questions that are bothering them and plaguing them, just like it's plaguing many other individuals, and having those questions answered as well and getting that clarification. And they're just not getting it. And no one's getting that. Because instead, what, what these politicians feel like is what people want to hear is the drama, and it's not the case and that's going to bite both of them in the ass. I hope it does. I really man, it would be such an interesting world where we could see neither candidate win and then just see some random third party candidate win like uh I don't know. At this point like I I've tried to dis- like to think about ways around the insanity of the presidential election but they they start taking me down pathways that aren't what's in the constitution the constitution has the president and i'm not talking about dictators i'm not talking about like uh prime ministers i'm not talking about anything like that i just had this idea of like a tribunal of leaders but you just can't do that and anyways it doesn't matter if you could or couldn't do it the constitution is the constitution we need a president um it just it sucks that there's so much corruption in the system that essentially the right people that deserve to be our president have to fight against people that are leveraging a corrupt system to get themselves ahead of others. And it's just super unfortunate. It's how Hillary became the main candidate for the democratic party. And it's how Biden became the main candidate for the uh, democratic party. Trump, as much as I didn't like him, if he had stood behind, what he campaigned for, which was draining the swamp, being the change to the system and being a reset to it. If he actually did that, I feel like he would have been one of the very few people that would have been a popular president and had the possibility if law allowed it to win more than two terms. But unfortunately that guy has just been listening to the, the Republican party to the corrupt system and really hearing a lot of their input and not being the leader that he needed to be. He's a, a Nimrod and he knows it. And so he really relies on, on the people's perspectives that surround him. And I think any effective leader needs to do that as well, but ultimately he needs to make the final decision and he's not confident. And you could tell in his ability to pull the trigger on, on executive decisions. He really needs to hear like someone else say, look, this is the right move, president. You need to do it. And then he does it. It's very rare that you see him make moves because he wants to make those moves. All of them are really dictated by other individuals. And I I really, I think that's the thing that really was lacking in in his presidency. And again, I can't believe I'm I'm saying that for him. And again, that's coming from a perspective where I feel bad for the guy. From the very beginning, he's just been attacked and attacked and attacked and attacked and attacked. Now, I think for other presidential or for other presidents, they probably would have left office. after. They probably would have not wanted to run for a second term. The fact that he wants to run for a second term just shows that he has a really huge ego. But I mean, that ego is so big that he's able to kind of resist all that. But again, I think he's a horrible leader. I don't respect his position as a leader about how he manages himself being president and his ideologies, he's allowed to be corrupted by a corrupt system around him. And all that mixed together just puts someone in a place where they're not going to be a good president. But I, I do feel bad for him. And I think if he was a stronger individual and was able to be more um, more stern about his position, about like draining the swap and, and everything of that nature, I think he could have made a phenomenal president. He could have ended the corruption in politics. But... He hasn't done that. And maybe he realized that it was too difficult of a system. So he just had to work with it to win elections because he didn't, you know, his ego is so big. What's more important to him is winning than anything else. I don't know. Who knows? You know, the guy is never honest. That's another problem with him as well. Most politicians aren't. And he could have been the, the guy that changed it all, but he just ended up being just another politician. But, anyways, yeah, that's just the, my two cents on on everything. I, I like I said, I feel bad for the guy, and I I'm leaning more centered on 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 Trump now. I'm not the type of person that really hates him. I don't respect him, and I don't stand for ninety percent of the stuff that he stands for. But I mean, for a guy that has so many cards stacked against him, you kind of feel bad for the guy as well. But again, I I hope he loses. But it just sucks to know that he loses to to this other moron, to be honest. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. And I hope I'm more awake for tomorrow's. Catch you guys mañana. Peace.